Here we go. Hello, Steve. Welcome back to the digital realm of Hoop Fiends. We're back. <laughs> We're back for real this time. You know what? It's really not an episode of Hoop Fiends unless there's a couple hoops to jump through. I love jumping through hoops and hula hooping. We love we, when we start in the hula hooping pod, Riley, you're coming in. You're now three for three from Fiends. You just walked in on us talking about starting up the hula hoop hoop Fiends spinoff. Uh, I'm out on that one. <laughs> That's a no from you. But uh, you guys are more than welcome to do one without me. That's quite all right. Well, I hope you guys say yes to tonight because tonight I'd love to welcome you two and everyone listening to Hoop Fiends, where you'll find more debate over NBA players' love life off the court than you'll ever hear anything about analytics, not for us. And here we are. We are back to dive into the latest happening in the NBA once again. And as always, we're here to share our perspective on what we love so much about the NBA, and that's, you guessed it, as always, the drama. And there's, well... There's a lot happening tonight in terms of drama, beef, and player narrative in the NBA tonight on an exciting, jam-packed, honestly our biggest episode yet of Hoop Fiends. Expect us to be pointing some fingers, making some accusations, because at last, as people in our personal life know, and anyone just around to listen in bars, college cafeterias... It means a lot to us, and the time has finally come to unleash our bread and butter as people listing the 2021 NBA heroes and villains. This is truly what it's all about. If you've ever looked at a player and said, wow, what a bully, this is your episode. So tonight, we're going to go right down the line and take a look at some of the latest news around the league, but really the main event is the annual collaboration between the three of us to put together a list of heroes and villains for the first time ever on a live recording. We'll be breaking down the narratives, what it means to be a hero, what it means to be a villain in the league today, and just exactly who they are. Oh, and I'm going to see if I can finally beat anyone in the shoot-around. All right, enough of that. Let's get right on into it and start tackling this monster of an episode. You guys ready for this? No. Hell yeah, dude. (laughs) Just straight up no. (laughs) Can I go home? You, you <laughs> yeah, missed, can I leave the recording? You missed the opportunity. You missed the opportunity to say this monsters of an episode. Oh, that is a big, big, big moment in my life. I I can't get enough Space Jam. Uh, Space Jam is definitely going to be covered tonight. Why don't we just start with Space Jam? Get out of the way. Let's so just start with Space Jam. Jam. Before we go ahead and talk about Space Jam anymore, I've actually always been curious to ask this to the two of you because I know honestly. Space Jam 2 has been in production what feels like 10 years. plus years. Yeah. There's always been rumors. There's always been like, oh, is LeBron actually in or not? Who's going to produce it? What's the plot really going to be? What other current NBA massive icons are going to take over as Monstars villains, if you will, you know, to bring it full circle. But I always wanted to ask this to the two of you. What has your individual relationship always been with, with the first film? Um, so... I saw it when I was very, very little, and um, I really, really liked it. And then I, I always thought it was, like, a good movie that I just, like, hadn't seen in a while. And like, right. it was just always in the back of my head that this was a movie. Yeah. And then I feel like I saw it when I was in middle school, and I was like, wow, this is, like, horrible. This is ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's, like, an age where you're very cynical, and, like, you just think everything sucks. Right. And then, like, when I refound it again, like, when I was in, like, high school and college i'm like wow yeah this is like horrible 
but it's also so great because it's so bad. That, it really is like one of the stupidest movies in the world, but I love it. That's what I wanted to go off of because I, I want, first of all, I wanted you to fir- go first because you're the movie guy. I don't watch movies, as all of you know, but it, I was literally watching. a fan of the silver screen. I watched Space Jam for the first time over quarantine, actually, mm. because it was so. I, have, wow. I guess I have to watch this movie. Even though it's basketball, I just right. don't watch movies. No, it, I mean, it's a big enough moment in pop culture. You owe it to society. Yeah, so it's. And but like after watching it as a 22 year old, I was like, this is horrible, but like <laughs> it's so good because it was it's just a blast. Like, so much fun and just basketball. Yeah. Michael Jordan was just hilarious. I, I enjoyed it, but it was really bad, if that makes sense. Oh, of course. No, it's definitely falling in somewhere yeah. where it's just so bad it's good. If it's late at night and I catch it on, which kind of it kind of has like some like late night HBO juice for history. Um, but if I catch it on. Or I know he was on Netflix for a little bit during quarantine. Is that how you watched it, Steve, on Netflix? Uh, yeah. Yeah, kind of on Netflix. I watched it right as, like, the pandemic hit. I was like, wow, haven't seen this in a while. But I'm always so happy to return to it because it's just something I always want to go back to. I, it was one of my favorite movies growing up. Basketball has always been my favorite sport to watch, probably because of things like Space Jam. It always just crossed over into my life, basketball, because I, I feel like basketball – has such a huge impact on music and film and things like that. I feel like there's a lot of really great basketball films. I don't think Space Jam is probably even like in the top five or like ten. Thunderstruck is number one. Oh my god, yeah. that is a whole that that's a different <laughs> podcast for sure. Whenever they do, I, I that's another example. Of just so bad, it's just good. Yeah, no, so I'll, I'll I'll go to Toto Toe for that one. Space Jam has a much more fun history than Thunderstruck. Oh, I, I disagree. To break down what Thunderstruck is for the listeners at home who might not know. Thunderstruck is my favorite movie of all time. No, I'm just kidding. But <laughs> it's, um, it's some kid gets like Kevin Durant to sign his basketball, and then somehow the, the, the powers of Kevin Durant get transferred through the basketball into yeah. this kid, and he just steals his powers, and it's just it's so bad. It doesn't make any sense. Kevin Durant's like, oh, man, I can't make my shot anymore. And then they're like, maybe it was that kid. It makes oh sense. <laughs> It's literally if they made like Mike and they could only find one NBA star. Right. They didn't get anybody. Oh, like Mike's. They just only got Kevin Durant. I really like like Mike. Yeah, like Mike. Like Mike is really good. Like Mike. I mean, this is again different pod. Probably like a better film than Space Jam. Like the through line of the plot for like Mike of this orphan, played excellently by uh, Lil Bow Wow. And um, that, that Jonathan Lipnicki has a good role in it too. And uh, honestly, so the big guy to come out of like Mike is Jesse Plemons. I didn't even know he was in that movie. He plays. I don't know who that is. Yeah, uh, Todd from Breaking Bad. <laughs> oh, okay. He plays the That's, bully. I actually do know who that is. Yeah, yeah, he's like a big actor. He's in a bunch of stuff. He plays like the main antagonist for a while, who just like gives Bow Wow a bunch of shit for like being, I don't know, like a positive kid <laughs> in an orphanage, <laughs> and they love basketball. And he's just like. Yeah, you and your upbeat, gonna get out of here attitude. Get real. There's no way that you would ever actually get out of this orphanage. So it's a shame that he's like that. So, but I'm, I'm looking forward to Space Jam too. I uh, first one means a lot to me. I remember my strongest Space Jam memories are at basketball camp. I I went to. I'll, I'll give it a shout out. Saint Catharines of Siena. loved it. It's in Cedar Grove, New Jersey. I I went from K to eight. It was only a one-week basketball camp, K-8, to in the summer. There was kids I saw at that camp that I just never saw in my life, but for, like, five days in August. I loved it. And it was from 9 until 2. And every single year, during the lunch 30-minute period, they would just sit us down and, from K-8, to just show Space Jam. 
they would sometimes make break it up. And I've told this to you guys. I have a certain animosity for Steve Nash because they always showed the Steve Nash fundamental breakdown video, which I hated because I was like, I want to watch Space Jam. So <laughs> I knew I was a happy clam when I was watching Space Jam. And they always gave out snacks with it. So I always associate Space Jam with yellow Gatorade and a Hershey bar. They didn't really believe in health back then, I guess. <laughs> They just gave out Hershey bars. They just gave out her- they gave out like Twix candy. I'm like, I have to go run and like play like pickup like a like a full court scrimmage for an hour. And I'm only running on like no breakfast yet because I have to go there at nine. There's no way is eating breakfast. Just the Hershey bar. Just the Hershey bar and a yellow Gatorade. That's hilarious. Brutal. Does it, so does anyone have any takes about this movie? Because boy, do I have some. If you want me to get it started. <laughs> Roll, roll with it, man. Uh, go ahead and what do you feel? Yeah, you, I mean, I, so is anyone else? I'm furious that Kevin Durant's not in this movie. Like that is one of the worst movies. Yeah, he's done I mean, wait, wait, bring it, wait, bring it full circle. It's he has acting experience with his own film, and he's just the epitome of a monster. Like he is literally the villain of the NBA. Like, how <laughs> how can you not embrace that role? And like, well, it just shows a lack of awareness on his part. And yeah, it's, gonna, it's just why no one likes him. I wonder if he was approached for it. I feel like he may have been because he, he has been on camera been. before, so he must have been approached and said no. Which is the worst part about it because it shows how much of a loser he is. He's a big loser. We're not fans. You want to know why? Across the board in the pot, I think, right? Oh, for sure. Yeah, I, I bet. I bet a reason that he wouldn't want to do it is that he thinks that he deserves his own kind of movie like that, and he wouldn't need to make a cameo in LeBron's movie. Mm. Right. It's all those types of things are what makes him the worst. That's the problem. Well, let me spin it on you, Steve. Where's Curry? How come he couldn't just like buckle down and be in the movie? Oh, he. I. I agree. I think he should have been as one of the faces of the NBA of this generation. He probably should have been in the movie. And I, what makes me believe he was asked was because Clay is in it. So they probably asked Steph. He was like, Ah, uh, I don't know if I. Could. He probably had his. I believe he had better reasons than Kevin Durant personally. Least, I, I do he, too. I, he should be in it. <laughs> I do too. Actually, I don't know why. <laughs> just my like my bias as a fan is like, oh, Steph probably has yeah, a family obligation. We like him more. <laughs> yeah, people like him more, so that they're just not as mad about that. Yeah, I don't know if I feel that strongly about it. I, honestly, if I have any feelings about Space Jam Two, I'm just excited. I think it just looks like a lot of fun. I don't have any super raw feelings. I enjoyed the trailer. I was super happy to see that the trailer finally came out. More than anything, I just can't believe the movie's actually happening. Did you guys? Yeah, I thought I, I thought LeBron's son was like going to be in the movie. I was confused when I saw the actor. Did anyone else like think very, that? very, very confused that it was not Bronny at all? <laughs> I thought first that they like marketed it like it was gonna be Bronny. I thought for sure. Yeah, bizarre. Yeah, that would have been pretty awesome, actually. I'd much rather watch that. Yeah, and, and then I see this actor, and I'm like, oh, that's no fun. Now, now it's just LeBron, and I don't, I don't like it. Well, that's the basic plot. <laughs> yeah, why right? kid? What is that? Yeah, his his son gets like stolen by Don Cheadle, and then he has to play <laughs> in a game of basketball to rescue his son. Yeah, and he has to assemble a super team. Oh, don't even get me started about that. Uh, I Gandalf I'm gonna King Kong? This. No, Steve, can I make a prediction on the right LeBron now? took, I mean, Michael Jordan took on the monster of Looney Tunes, and LeBron's assembling a super team. Well, that <laughs> was kind of the point era. of Space Jam, right? Space Jam, you know, one. The original. Bugs Bunny. Yeah, he, no, he's got a bunch of losers. Do you think there's no way that Bugs Bunny, Daffy Duck, actually had any established game. I think they basically <laughs> buckled down when they trained. I think at their max, you know, ceiling, they can make a high school team. But there's no way that, like, Daffy could even go out there and play for, like, Purdue. Yeah. <laughs> he, would, he, would get, he would be the 12th man on Purdue. <laughs> he would absolutely be like, put me in coach so I'm ready to play. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to rip the guy they on the, to on the bench. <laughs> Every time they score, he's like, yeah. 
I love that. I'm all about it. Yeah, I just think it's gonna be a good time. I think it's good for. I think it's good for culture. I don't know. Have you guys been seeing kind of like the memes that come out of it? Yeah, it's like the only thing that is coming around, which is kind of funny because I feel like the movie was like designed as a meme. Like everyone made the joke that like, oh, LeBron's gonna be in Space Jam two in like 2013. Right. And like everyone just kind of memed this movie into existence, so it's fitting that it's getting home with attention. Yeah. One thing. Memes. One thing I like about it is that it, it seems like LeBron is taking it that way too. I would have been annoyed if he was out like, look, my new movie, like this is gonna be so cool. But it seems like he is actually like having just fun with it and making it a meme, which is what it should be. Well, well, this movie's the only reason he's on the Lakers. He was just like, I have to go right. in some Space Jam too. And if I win a ring or two there, so be it. But I need to get this movie done. No, honestly, you guys remember like the Danny DeVito like main like alien GM character, the antagonist? <laughs> I don't know why. Th- that yeah. guy should be like Rob Palenka. <laughs> like just like the Lakers. Or... <laughs> no, they, they, they should voice – Daryl Morey should actually voice Oh, him. that'd be great. He is that. He is. I always, I always pictured Daryl Morey in a suit and like a cigar and a glass of whiskey. Like, no, Harden, you will not be on the Sixers. <laughs> more threes. Yeah, more threes. <laughs> <laughs> you cannot be on my team anymore, uh, Chris Paul. I, he I did. That's, he did trade Chris Paul. So he did. That's that's some dream casting. Well, if we could, maybe maybe that's a different pod where we could recast or put out a dream cast for Space Jam Three. <laughs> well, I mean that'd be tough because it would be just most of these players and probably Katie and Steph. I think we already did that kind of. Yeah, Zion. <laughs> we could we could set some weird limits though, where it's like from this decade or like coaches only. <laughs> coaches only. <would> be funny. <laughs> Coach, coaches only. Dwayne, why why, why Dwayne Casey time. is a monster? <laughs> that'd be a reach, I think. I don't think anyone will watch that. No, that'd probably be our, our least viewed pod, but you know what? It would make me <laughs> sleep better at night. And that's why I do this podcast in the first place. It puts me right to bed. I just listen back to it. <laughs> now we're doing good. We're loving the we're loving the support so far. We've gotten a quick uh quick shout out from someone who's really been enjoying it. I hope he's listening to this episode. I want to go ahead and shout out Kevin Kleinschmidt. Thanks for checking in, buddy. Hope you're checking this one out. It means a lot. Um anyone have any fleeting thoughts in Space Jam too? I mean, I guess I would want to pose this to you guys. What is a what do you guys think your takeaway from it is going to be? What what's going to be the biggest thing you'll remember from it? But my biggest thing I'm going to remember from it is when I watch it, I'm just going to be rooting for LeBron to lose as usual, and then he's going to win, and I'll be upset. That's all. I'm You're a know. miserable person. <laughs> my biggest takeaway is that it just like the first one is going to be bad, but I'm so here for it. Right. Well, what's big and what we didn't mention yet is that it's going right to streaming for HBO Max, which is a huge, huge plus for this movie's sake. I'll, I'll be vaccinated by the time it hits theaters, but I still don't know if I would prefer to sit in a theater where I could just, you know, have some of the fiends over, have you guys over and just hang out and watch watch the movie right after a game, just kind of get really into it. Yeah, this is a movie you need to watch with a group of friends. Just like alone in the theater watching this movie, that's really <laughs> sad. You need to be around people. I'm a huge proponent of going to movies alone, but maybe for like Oscar movies, I need to catch up on that will like move me. This is a movie I want to point and laugh at. If I point and laugh yeah. at something that like the robot Damian Lillard does, and I look around and there's no friends there, I might have to go ahead and just like cry. <laughs> I'm excited yeah, for this robot Dame. Robot Dame. Yeah, this isn't the father, He's awesome. John. This is He's... Too. Oh yeah. It's going to be something else. So I'm glad we got to cover that. I think it's time to go and move on to some l- little bit more hyperbolic news, something a little bit more pressing. So 
NCAA just uh, wrapped up last night, and I, I thought it was a pretty fun Final Four. How do you guys feel about that Final Four? Final Four was good. <laughs> the championship game was just really sad. It was really just hard to watch, honestly. But, I mean, the yeah. Gonzaga versus um, UCLA game was one of the best college games I've ever watched in my life, I think. Totally. I completely agree. And what's gonna what's nice is I feel like there were just stars on, like, both sides of the floor that, like, we'll remember in college basketball for years to come, which is going to help make it more memorable. Like, right. when Jalen Suggs is tearing it up in the NBA, we'll be like, this is, like, one of the biggest shots that he's had. Oh, my we're God. Gonna that shot. Yeah, like, we'll compare other moments in his NBA career to that moment forever. And I think it'll be honestly kind of hard for him to escape. You know, sometimes things in college can, like, linger over you. I think Steph kind of had that for a while because his Davidson run was pretty magic. And he kind of came out of the gate stumbling a little bit on Golden State. He was really banged up and hurt. Everyone's like, where's that NCAA magic run? Right. You think they have – it makes it look like they're better than they are sometimes. Right. And then you expect more of them coming to the NBA and it's like a letdown at first. What about Drew Zhang? Is he going? Uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure he's going to – he definitely was not going to be like a first-round pick for, before this tournament. But now, I mean, yeah, I feel like he has to, and he probably – goes top 20 maybe i'd say yeah towards the end of it i'd yeah. say like 15 to 20 and, and he very much like it's filthy yeah and shout out to davion mitchell too who like came from like a mid first round pick to now a borderline lottery pick he showed that he can oh, he's play in the fa- league he's my favorite player in the draft i love him really like him a lot i'm a big fan of his and i always wonder so i really didn't know who this is the last big name i think i really want to talk about from the final four Add in more. I think, Steve, you might have a couple more for sure. But just like the big name, honestly, he's been escapable for the whole tournament. What do we make of Drew Timmy? Is he going in the draft? Where is Drew Timmy going to land? Uh, uh, I don't was, think so. Before the, before, the, <laughs> before the championship game, maybe. But, like, he ruined his chances in the championship Real, game. Oh, that's, yeah. that's, like, such a shame. That's actually pretty sad. No, he, I, he, he'll be, like, one of those, like, meme guys, like, in college. That, like, everyone's going to be, like, oh, like, that guy's still in – like, when people are talking about Gonzaga, like, five years from there, they're like, oh, true, Timmy's still there. Like, you know yeah, what I mean? Right. He should definitely come back for another year, for sure. Do you oh, know who sure. I think uh, Timmy's ceiling is in the NBA? I would say that his ceiling is probably, like, Mason Plumley. <laughs> that's a really sad ceiling. I think that's him go. if he overachieves. Yeah. yeah. That's your ceiling, just don't go. I think if if someone like told me six years ago, like John, start playing at college, Max will be like an off the bench center for like a decade. I'm like, all right, I'll be Mason Plumley. Would you be Austin Rivers? If I like, yeah, I would. Like, oh, I'd be Austin Rivers or Plumley. He's had some like he's had some good playoff moments. Like he he tore it up for Houston for a couple for some. Oh, sorry, I should have said no, but that's your ceiling. Like you can't. Yeah, that's fine. Okay. I feel like there's – well, try to pitch me right now a scenario that I would say no to. Give me some NBA players that I would just like, like no, I'm good being, you know, in the – Myers Leonard. I would I would absolutely continue my life not being NBA <laughs> if you said Myers Leonard. Can you think of anyone who hasn't been extremely offensive to a large population of people? Tyler Zeller. Um – I don't uh, know if I'd want to waste my time if I was just going to be Tyler Zeller. I, I like, actually okay. think you got me there. I think I might say no to Tyler Zeller. Yeah. Like, why would I dedicate my life to that if I was just going to be Tyler Zeller? Can I throw it at you guys? Yeah. Sure. What if you had this beautiful, kind of really exciting NCAA career, but a f- absolute just dud of an NBA career? Would you guys be Michael Kidd Gilchrist? But like, you get NCAA and NBA. Like, probably. Uh, yeah, I'd probably do it. 
I feel like he's been like he an off the bench guy for Dallas lately. Yeah, he made enough money to be like worth doing that too. Yeah, true. He was a high enough pick. I think that honestly, more than like Zeller or the kid go Chris, I think I'd really like to be like a good coach. <laughs> Do you guys know who Maurice Cheeks is? Mo Cheeks. I love Mo mm-hmm. Cheeks. I love to be Mo Cheeks. I, yeah, I guess I'd be Mo Cheeks. So <laughs> I've really thought about it, but yeah, me that's like a dream job of yours, right, Steve? I, I've actually, yeah. Who am I kidding? I've like been up at night, like dreaming. I was Mo Cheeks. <laughs> I'm gonna get you some Mo Cheeks Mo Morbilia. Mo Morbilia. <laughs> All about that. It was a good tournament overall. Well, yeah, so maybe expand it a little bit, not just Final Four. What, what were the, so we we have one podcast where we intro the NCAA <laughs> tournament. We have one where it's over. What did you guys think about both of them came over? out within like the same five days. So we'll see, we'll see. I, that's very symbolic in a way because I feel like with March Madness every year, I just like intake it, but I don't actually like, <laughs> consume any of it. You know what I mean? Like I don't actually, I don't like. Nothing sticks in my mind. I just remember like sitting down and just watching basketball. That I don't remember like anything in particular. Right. You don't you mean you don't remember Maryland destroying UConn? No, that I do remember. I try. Good. I try to forget that, but I remember <laughs> and then we just got destroyed and then anyway, I, for the next round. I remember Ohio State getting their butt kicked in the first round. I and love then, the Orals. Yeah, that was yeah. exciting. It's big, I feel like exciting upset. I feel like it was a big, bigger upset year than usual, no? So worst teams were winning this year, but that's yeah. that's symbolic of how college has been. Because yeah. besides, like, the top echelon teams, like, everyone, like, ranked 5 through 25 can fall out of the top 25 any minute. And it's kind of symbolic of how college has been in the past couple of years. Yeah, I'm a fan of that. I think it makes it more exciting to um oh, it's for fun, a lot of yeah. viewers. And I feel like a lot of people, even this is always has been and always will be an NBA pod, but just let's talk about the uh, nature of the NCAA before we move on to um, quite a big uh, news event in the media, just to put a kind of put a cap in it. I just feel like the tournament's fun because I think it gets a lot of casual viewers. You know, I'll, I know a lot of people in my life who are nuts about March Madness, but they like watch two to three NBA games a year. I, I, I hate that kind of take because it's like, <laughs> it's not my take, I, but it's a take. I know it's not your take, but like, I just can't, I don't know how people do it. I'd like to follow the journeys of these guys. That's like what makes it fun. If the more you follow it, the more you you get to know like all the players in the NBA and get like to follow their journeys through their lives, and that's what makes it so much fun. Right. No, it's it's fun to get invested like that. Well, we do want to throw into one direction. Not sure where he went to college, but I absolutely knew where this player played in the NBA. Uh, all right, so I need your help from uh, I need some help from Riley here. Riley, would you put Paul Pierce in the top five? Oh no, he don't no way top five Celtics. Would you say top ten? Oh, for sure. I would say borderline yeah, top five. Borderline top five. So he's, he's why don't you go ahead and important, take... important Celtics uh, player of like the past twenty years for sure. Yeah, definitely. Just for how much he stuck around there. I mean, he bounced around after. Where did he go? He went Brooklyn, Washington, L.A. L.A. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, his legacy is forever in Boston, but his legacy now. What's going on there, Riley? Why don't you break us down for what's been happening with our buddy Paul lately? Yeah, all right. So, so Paul Pierce, as everybody knows, he used to be on one of the ESPN's NBA shows. I think he was on the jump, and then oh yeah. Uh, so the other day, just like out of the blue, he starts like an Instagram live where I guess he's partying. It's really not a party. It's just kind of like there's like 
strippers dancing and then he's like smoking weed and then like eating chips it's like not it was was a really funny scene it was it was probably the saddest party i've ever seen in my whole life like you can classify that but yeah and he's just like loving it he's on ig live watching it and then um everyone's making fun of him immediately uh espn gets hold of it and uh suspends him so he is off the uh, uh off or not suspend him. They actually fired him, so he's off the jump, mm. off ESPN. He's currently That's a free agent in the media world. Was yeah, I was gonna <laughs> say, was anyone like kind of mad about the firing? Like I just I didn't think. I, but yeah, go ahead. I I just thought it was really dumb considering like it was the stupidest thing. It's like really not that big a deal. And ESPN, right. let, ESPN let Will Kane be on the show for years, and that guy dude was just a straight up racist. So like, why they made it him? seem like it was such a much bigger deal I, by firing him? If they were just like, all right, you're suspended for a couple. I weeks, don't want to like, pivot here weird. right away, but is this kind of racist? What? No, 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 I don't, no. But I, I think what it was is <laughs> them going out of their getting out of their uh, mind. It does. It definitely doesn't already. feel right. I don't know if it feels right. I no. What I think happened is they were just, they probably wanted to get rid of him for something, and right. this happened, and they were just like, "All right, perfect." Yeah, so like, definitely. See you, Paul. Yeah, keep... And I'd I'd honestly argue this probably is way, way, way better for Paul Pierce's career. Like he is probably more popular and famous than he ever was. Like as a commentator, I should say, like not as a player, but. Now he's going to get calls all over the place to be on their shows right. and do something else. It's going to work out for him. He'll be oh, fine. Totally. Well, uh, one of my big uh, – I'm, I'm a fan of Pod Don't Lie with uh, Stavros and Sam. And they were covering it, and uh, Stavros was saying that he was getting into how he really thought nothing of Paul Pierce. And I kind of feel like – I don't think nothing of him, but at least for that big three – you know, that won that championship in 08. You kind of remember KG as the big, mean, in the paint, power forward. And then Ray Allen's just famous for his three-point shooting. He's like, oh, I'm Ray Allen. Paul Pierce, to me at least, is the least exciting out of those three. I don't know. He's really a great player. But I think even from his era, there's always debates about how good was he actually. Why couldn't he get, you know, much of anything done alone to compare it to Tim Duncan, Kobe Bryant, you know, a lot of the major guys from that uh, time. So I think his legacy was always kind of lingering. He always meant a lot to the Celtics, but what did it really mean to basketball? So this kind of gives him a bigger pop culture statement, I guess. Yeah, well... No, yeah, I think it definitely puts him on the map. And I'll tell you this now, that uh, a bunch of Celtics fans online are trying to get Paul Pierce into the NBC Sports Boston booth and, and get Scal out of there. Mm. Everyone, everyone. That's what now I'm that saying. He's a free agent, everybody's gonna want him. He, especially in Boston, like it's definitely gonna help his career. Okay, let me pose this to you both right now. Hot take. Right. I, this would be great on his part. I don't know. You, you guys both agree it was like a weird thing for him to do. It right? was no, sorry. As much as I was to really quickly backtrack, as much as and I. I don't think it's racist either. I was just kind of struck when you, what made me say that was who was the you said Will Kane Riley? Yeah, Will Kane. He got away with some stuff. I don't think this is a, a racist move. I think it really is truly something where they wanted to get rid of him for a while. But um, did I think it was very smart of Paul to do this? No, not at all. It was really odd. Yeah, well, that's what's funny. But now let me. The dude's like forty three and making oh. videos like <laughs> crazy. That's not so to me. It was just weird. Paul Pierce would know better. I'm posing to you. Do you think he did it on purpose? Get out of ESPN and mm. boost his career. It was way too also, like, you don't do things like that and then not do anything, like, really bad in them. Like, you know what I mean? Like, right. It was almost too perfect and it was too weird. I'm posing it. I think he did it on purpose and it's going to benefit his career. That's my take. I want to say no. I like that idea. 
I yeah, want to I like spin. that idea, but he just seems very I don't think he's that stupid smart. sometimes. Yeah, he just seems very stupid right. sometimes. So I, I just don't know. Well, she's still good. She, like, to this day, yeah. I, I'm going to pretend he did it on purpose. I agree. And I, I think, like, to this, to go off what you're just saying, right, I think sometimes he's just dumb. Like, to this day, he still gets caught up in either starting or getting involved with arguments about whether he shit his pants or not in the, uh, one of the, <laughs> one of the finals games when he's going back and forth with the Lakers. Like, he still takes really things, things really personally. He gets entangled. And I didn't particularly love him as an analyst on the jump because I really do like the jump. Big fan of a lot of the regulars in that show. I love when they have T-Mac, Brian Windhorst on, and Rachel Nichols does an awesome job running that program. So, I, But I didn't particularly love Paul Pierce, to be honest. I like him more now. Now, now I think he has more personality. He's got juice. I don't like what he, yeah, I don't necessarily think the Instagram thing was like the, like a great thing to do, Like, but it, I just think it boosts his personality, and I'm like more apt to watch him now to see what he does. Right. Yeah, I'm all that. I'm, I'm very interested. I would like to see him in the booth for the Celtics. That's a, that's a good point, Rod. Do you think that could happen? Uh, I don't know what Scal's uh, media contract is, but I think it would every penny get him out of there and get Paul Pearson. I would love to see that. <laughs> right. I'm all about it. I'm, I'm definitely interested to see where this goes. I'm um, not devastated to lose him as an analyst, but I'm also like I do like Paul Pierce. I do I do really like him on those Celtics teams. I didn't love his takes. I didn't really love how I still. Like I said, I still love him as an analyst, but I'm definitely going to want to see him somewhere, so I hope he lands somewhere. Yeah, for sure. So I think really one of the last things we really uh, were interested in getting into is just the state of the Warriors. Warriors. What's happening with this team? It's starting to scare me just like um, just like you fear for other teams, but you never feared for the Warriors to be in this kind of spot where they're, they're slipping. Yeah, so they're, they're horrible. It, it really, what is better, Steph's not going to win MVP, but I think it's better for his case than the fact that probably without him, they're the worst team in the NBA. It's like not even close. Well, that, I mean, that's proven. That was them last year. Like they were the worst team in the NBA. Yeah, they him. lost back to the other day. Because of it. Yeah. Well, I, I think you guys are giving them too much shit because, I mean, they're better than a lot of teams and they have the least talent, I think, in the entire NBA. They're, Wiggins and Oubre are useless players. Like, they're not good at anything. And now there's Wiseman. And the dude. fact that Steph Curry is able to – the fact that Steph's able to do what he uh, does with that team is incredible. Oh, awesome. No, I, I mean, I love Steph. He's still one of my, my favorite players to watch in the league. And no hate on him at all. I just think, like, the team is so bad. And I think it really just goes to the front office for – putting this horrible, horrible team around them. And Steve Kerr for not trying to make any adjustments. Like, you got to really – I know, like, Clay's not there and everything, so the season's kind of lost anyway. But you can't just keep running the same offense you did when you had Durant and Clay there. You know what I mean? Change it up a little bit. Right. Steph should just be taking hero ball the whole game and just, like – I know. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah, it's yeah. weird to see. I think to, to run with that torch you lit really quickly, Riley, of Kerr, maybe you want to go back to that. I'm I'm starting to waver on Kerr if this is what the best he can do because I'm usually a huge Kerr defender. Get him on the pod. Love him. Love him. Love him. Love him as a person and even as a coach. I think he did a really good job managing a lot of big personalities. I think the fallout with KD and some of those guys wasn't super his fault. He could have done better in some places, but I'd be happy, you know, if Kerr was coaching my team. I like love. I, I think that was all Kevin. Love lo- love Tom Tibby a lot, but like. Love Kerr. I think he's a great coach, but I do really agree. I think he needs to be doing a lot better of a job. I just, I, I don't know how, like, 
how much you can expect from them with the talent they have, though. It's just not fair. Yeah, no, true. Right. Like they are, they are so bad. Yeah. Like, and I just think I think they they play better than they are, which is why I think they're like fun, like fun. No, I, I mean I agree. They're still fun to watch because, and I'm happy when they're always on TV because it's always fun to be like, oh, like what's Steph gonna do tonight? He's fun, but I I know we hate talking about stats here, but I mean the Warriors are one in seven without Steph this year, and they have the worst or uh, the worst overall net rating without Steph on the floor. So they really are just so bad without him. Draymond yeah. is washed, and, but like I don't think that's oh yeah, I don't think that's unjustified. Like if you take Steph off that team, is there a single NBA team that's no, worse than be, them? I mean statistically, no. <laughs> they're they're the worst. Not at all. Yeah, well, no. But like even on paper, like imagine Orlando. Uh, is Orlando. there a worse? Yeah, yeah you're Orlando's right. really honestly too. And again, I don't know what it is. I feel like the Warriors still have this. It's it's definitely dwindling, but they still have this ooh new car that just drove off a lot like shine to it. You know, they still have that because it's Steph. That's literally because of Steph. Steph. It's because of there's some warrior culture. They really did like absolutely change the game in the uh, mid 2010s with just like absolutely open fire for the threes and that ball movement. Because if you think about it, uh, Golden State and Houston, two biggest teams for just open fire from the three, right? Yeah, in that era, uh, but yeah, I think what sure. separates Golden State is that just structure. They were also all more about ball movement. Houston was not. And they played defense and their defense. They played yeah, defense. so I really do think they still have a shot to you know compete for finals. Isn't that weird? You know, like they're really slipping, but like I feel like they can still compete for finals. But that notion is gonna slip away if they don't figure it well, out. Well, you need Clay back. I mean, if Clay comes back, yeah, once Clay comes back, I'm sure they'll be fine. If Wiseman even takes any step, they have the they probably have the Wolves pick. They have their own pick this year. Like they're fine. I don't know, guys, but once Clay comes back, it's starting to sound a lot like once the pandemic's over. Yeah, but you could say the same thing about like KD and KD's fine. I I don't like the two double injuries for Clay though. It's it does make me feel like he's gonna lose a little bit of his magic about just how quick he is. He's all about his quickness, and it does make me especially on defense. True. Yeah. He's, I mean, I'm sure he'll lose a step, but I, 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 I mean, love I just think at the end of the day, dude, I think maybe the league kind of caught up with them. They used to just tear up. They revolutionized the game with the three points, and they really did change how we play the sport. And now that they're the sixth-ranked uh, team in terms of three-point uh, attempts a game, so they're everyone else is kind of caught up to them. Yeah, to be fair, they're starting four guys True. who can't shoot True. too. Like. Ubre can't shoot, Wiggins can't shoot, Wiseman can't shoot, Draymond can't shoot. And they all try to shoot, yep. which is the worst part. What are they going to try to do this offseason? Trade. They have to know they have to trade Clay. I mean, uh, sorry, not Clay. Kelly. Definitely don't trade Kelly. Clay. They have to trade Kelly and Wiggins. Oh, get Wiggins off that team. He's. I, I, again, we always shout out these uh, types of NBA Twitter accounts. And we are. I'm very proud to participate in NBA Twitter. We're, uh, Steve, what's the Twitter handle real quick? Uh, at HoopFeedsPod. Follow it up, guys. I think it's just capital H, capital F, capital P, right? Uh, yeah. All at HoopFeedsPod. So we definitely participate in NBA Twitter now. I do rag on NBA Twitter sometimes, though, and I feel like that's part of being on NBA Twitter. And Sometimes I rag on the culture of it. It'll be like, wow, Wiggins was feeling himself these last three games, averaging 25, this, that, and that. He's catching fire. I'm like, yeah, but he's also a ball stopper and just doesn't fit in that system. Yeah, not right. at all. <laughs> <laughs> I I think you could just end it there. <laughs> he sucks. That's it. That's all we need to talk about. Go Steph Curry, go. Go Steph, go. Um, I feel good about the Warriors. I just 
I feel bad ragging on him. I keep talking about him, but I feel like it'd just be more ragging. I'm hopeful. I'm hopeful because I think Steph is there for. Li- I do think he retires a warrior. Oh yeah, I hope so. Unless it's, unless he comes to the Knicks or to LA with LeBron. No, I'm just kidding. Oh my god, that would be the, I would cry. That would be the worst day of my life. Well, to, to kind of bring this whole current event section full circle before moving on to Justin. Big old, big old pie of heroes and villains to tackle before we move on. I've kind of really enjoyed seeing LeBron and stuff play together and get along at the All Star game. That was a cute moment. That's fun. <laughs> I don't want to talk about it. Oh, some. Why? Why can't you just enjoy things? Nothing related to LeBron. Oh my god, it was fun to see them pass. Really, just kind of, you know, heal those wounds because they definitely had beef during their four years uh, meeting in the finals. I, I like it like that. Okay. Okay. <laughs> It's kind of like how I always mention NBA Twitter, even though I'm involved in it. Yeah, Love to see it. All right, guys. Well, I feel good about everything going on in the league. I don't know about you guys. I feel set, and I feel ready to go ahead and talk about what we've been hyping up so much. So that feels good for covering it all. And we're at the midpoint of the season. Excited to see what narratives form for the rest of the league. But tonight, we're going to form some narratives of our own. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Now, let's finally get into it. Let's break down the heroes and villains list. But I think it would be fair to everyone listening and even to ourselves, before we break down the heroes and villains list, Steve, do you want to go ahead and tell us a little bit about what exactly it is? Oh, if you don't know what this is, you should. Because the heroes and villains list is based off of the best TV show ever made, Survivor. And the 20th season was named Heroes and Villains. They divided the cast into 10 and 10 of 10 of the biggest heroes and 10 of the biggest villains in the show's history. And it's probably one of our favorite seasons of the show. And it's one of the most interesting in terms of watching heroes and villains go at it is just such a great storyline and something to watch play out. So we kind of like to every year divide up who we think are the 10 biggest and 10, uh, 10 biggest heroes and villains in the NBA and kind of we bicker, we go back and forth a bit, but it's one of the most fun things we like to do. Absolutely. I love it. And uh, before we go ahead and start breaking down, the 2020-2021 Heroes and Villains. And again, we're still going to stick to it, do a classic. It's all level playing field. I guess you can look at it as a tribe. Look at it as teams. It's not really 1 to 10. It's just we need to build 10 heroes, 10 villains. Is that correct? Yeah, that's, there's no ranks. Okay, no ranks. 10 of the best right. on each side. And of course, and of, yeah, of, like Riley said, of course it's a coach. It's led by a, a coach who's the biggest hero or villain. Absolutely. So, uh, guys, what are some things that would make a hero? What are some things that would make a So, villain? to me, a hero is just somebody who likable, fun presence to root for, um, both on the court and off it. They really uh, play up to their own personal strengths. Like, they good teammates, people like having around, they're good interviews, stuff like that. And then I would say a villain would be somebody who's a little bit more dismissive, Plays a little bit more rough, a little bit more aggressive, and not as fun to get along with from other people. I think a big factor too is just the perception as a fan. Like if I if I'm rooting for a guy to succeed, they're most like they're probably a hero. But if I don't like a guy, if I don't want him to win, if I root against them making shots, they're most likely a villain. Definitely. And I mean, obviously, there's some opinions about this. We all are probably going to disagree on yeah. certain players. And that's what makes this fun. That's what makes it fun. So just to go off that point before we start breaking into it, uh, to finish off kind of this, like, you know, little mechanical um, homework before we go ahead and hop into it, to clarify, which I'm happy we're doing, uh, it's important to note that we're not competing amongst the three of us here. This is a collaborative list. It always has been, and it always will be. And just to get into a little bit of history between the three of us, 
Uh, I think we've been doing Heroes and Villains lists since we've been like 20 years old, I'd say. Maybe 20. It's been about four or five years for sure. Yeah, we've uh, The last one I have listed, I keep track of all these, by the way. The last one I have listed is from the 2017-18 season. And we do it for every sport, too. It's oh, we don't do it for so maybe... just every sport. We do it for things. We have Heroes and Villains <laughs> and my personal favorite, Halloween candy. Oh, that was, Can anyone remember really some one. off top? Yeah. Actually, yeah, the Heath bar. I'm was looking at it right now. Sure. <laughs> the that Heath bar kill, was. A big I, I still. I mean, I I was able to bend the knee and compromise. Big hero in my life. Heath bars are heroes. And the, I, Reese's big hero. M&M's <laughs> big heroes. Those are my two. So basically, yes. Yeah, so now that we've given a good scope of it. It's just things you can root for and things that are just kind of. They're a nudge. They're just a nudge. If you're a villain, you're you're against people. You're mean spirited. But if you're a hero, whether you're Halloween candy or if you're Steph Curry, for example, you're someone that everyone gets behind. So I think without further ado, let's go ahead and start breaking it down because it is a hefty dish to swallow. So I'm gonna go ahead and start handing yes. out some homework. All right, everyone, we're all contributing, right? We're all going about it. So, but I do want to go ahead, Steve. Will you mind playing secretary on this? Can you keep track of it for us? Oh, of course. All right, so I'm ready to go ahead and start building up. Should we go one for one or down the list for one at a time? Heroes first or villains first? Vice versa, what are you saying? Uh, yeah, I think we should start with heroes. And I think a good way to kind of go through it is kind of go through who we had on the list last year. Mm. And kind of, I think it's a quicker way to go through it that way. So we're not taking hours to do this. We go through who's on the list last year. That way we tell everyone who's on the list last year. And then if they're easy, we keep them there. If, we, if they're not, we kick them off and replace them. That's kind of the oh, way right. I think it would be the easiest way to go. Love to see it. Love to see it. Yep. All right. You want me to take us Bring through, us through it? it, Steve? Take us home. All right. So let's let's start with the hero's coach. Last <laughs> year we had the man of the legend, Greg Popovich, as the okay. hero's coach. Is there any pitch to remove him? Is there strong any pitch? Strong pitch. Greg? All right. Let me hear what so, we got. Ladies and gentlemen of the heroes and villains jury. <laughs> I bring to you one Doc Rivers. I think he's been killing it this year, an absolute coach of the year candidate. And he's someone that I think has been a hero just in the past year since we've uh, done this list. I really have loved to see all the interviews and activism he's cut for Black Lives Matter uh, in the bubble. And he's really turned things around. He has a new rebirth because after he lost three to one, and honestly, that was kind of on him for not switching up those lineups with the Clippers. He's doing right for him. He's doing right for the city of Philadelphia. He's a hero coach in my mind. I like that. I, I like I like the fact that he's kind of been like a symbol of this kind of year, too. He's been at the forefront of everything going on. He's been a real, pretty much a picture of a hero to me. No, I mean, I that's, not... a, that's a great example. I'm totally with that. Right. Doc Rivers, go. it is. Here you go, Doc. Friend of the pod. All right. Now... In interests of fairness, I'm going to have to say this. Steph Curry was a hero for last sure. year. Does yeah. he stay? Passes, for sure. Thank God. All right. <laughs> hero, does he stay? Damian Lillard. I think more so. Because I, I don't think we – I think we did our list last year pre, pre-pandemic, right? We did it at the start of the season. Oh, yeah. my God. I think Damian became the player he is in the bubble. Yeah. I think he even – yeah, I think, I think he even blossomed sure. a little more of a hero. For sure. All right. Next on the list, we got Kawhi Leonard. Uh, I don't. I think Kawhi yeah. needs to come into question yeah, tonight. No. Yeah, take into account this was right yeah. after, and I think that's one that's totally fair. To have him on that's when that. he was named the hero. Um, right now, it's, I would say it's he's a little bit more now, neutral like. now. I will say I've been, as personally as a fan, I've been enjoying this new Kawhi because 
unlike the old Kawhi, he's not taking every other game off. I feel like he's actually playing and like bringing it every single right. game. But I don't know if he has if he's there to still be one of our ten greatest heroes in the league. Put him on the burner. Put him on right. the burner. But is he I enough for a sure? Definitely. I don't. He hasn't made a. Yeah, I do. Like I, I still he's starting to turn heel so a little bit, a little bit. I could argue a certain teammate of his has kind of done that, but we can, we'll get. Uh, why don't we do it now? Because he was a hero last flip year. Him. Flip Paul him. Flip him. Flip him. I well, so I, he's definitely yeah, not. Why a hero. was he a hero? We have to agree he's not a hero. I don't yeah. know why he was in the first place. Yeah. Oh. Oh well, actually, wait. Uh, yeah, it's kind of surprising. Quick to judge, he actually did come in like in third in MVP voting that year b- before the start of the season. Okay, that's right. And, and it was like, and he just got traded to the Clippers, <laughs> and it was like everyone was yeah. kind of on the bandwagon wow. at that point. I mean, that just goes to show how fast things change in the NBA. Remember that was the narrative when he went to OKC and like re-signed with OKC. It was like I'm gonna have an MVP year, and he did. That's wow. what I'm saying. Things move. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a it's a fast moving league, ladies and gentlemen. Mm-hmm. And then he turned into pandemic P. That one hurts. So yeah, I, I agree. He's out. Potential villain. Um, Potential villain. Yeah, we'll talk yeah. about that for sure when we get to the villains. Uh, what about Luca? Um, <sighs> I think he's kind of changed a little bit because a two a year and a half ago he was the da- darling of the NBA. I still love the guy, so I still might make a pitch that he is a hero. But you could also argue, like, he complains about every call. He's a little bit of a whiner. But, like, then there's the shot against the right. Clippers. The game yeah, was... I would. Like, I don't know. What do you guys think? I'm kind of with you, Steve. I, I still root for him. But you're right. He's always complaining. He, he gets, like, teed up, like, all the time. I feel like he's always in trouble. He's always, like, cussing out the refs. Always yeah. them. And I feel yeah. he's one of those players that other other players in the league don't love unless you're his teammate it, it doesn't seem like he's got a lot of friends in the league besides right. his current teammate I, I definitely don't think he's a lock i know john has some hot takes i'm sure about luca so go oh off. is the mic being passed well <laughs> yes. i mean i'm not gonna do my full you know full luca ordeal because that's just you know a whole podcast in and of itself but basically i don't i i don't see him being you know the icon of the future of the nba i really think it's gonna go to someone else I just don't love his style of play. I don't love to watch him play. That's my whole take on him. And I think it's because of things like this. I just don't think his style is that fun to watch. But I don't know. Can I, can I surprise you two gentlemen a little bit tonight? I want to advocate for yeah. him to stay a hero. I, 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 I don't disagree. Go for it. Why? I just think, think he's got hero? juice. I can't deny it. Like I think the media narrative last year was like, wow, this is definitively – one of our guys that is the face of the NBA. But I think now it's being shared a bit. I don't think it's wavered off of Luca, but now people are like, wow, Zion's here and he's like really good. Zion's definitely having a uh, more like media centric and like hyped up year, which I'm really happy about. Good kid. And uh, it's just being shared a little bit. But at the same time, he gets hero status because he's keeping Dallas in it. And I do think I'll never forget where I was hanging out with Riley and some other really good friends. Definitely fiends, I'd say. Um, watching that game, it just created a moment in a moment where I really needed a fun shot in my life. So he stays a hero. And I, I think that like the narrative alone, like whenever you say you don't like Luca, me and Riley just kind of jump on you, but it's because it's a very unpopular take, which is fine. But like I think the narrative amongst the league, not the league maybe, but fans. Is yeah, that I mean at the end of the day, this is a fan-driven list, so I think that's totally fair. So here's here's how I'll pose it to you for now. We'll 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 move him down to where Kawhi is. Yeah. But is he more of a hero yeah. than Kawhi? I think so. And you I know what? So. Luca is yeah, friendly. He is he he can give a pretty positive and like yeah, he's not sound a jerk to the reporters. 
So I think that's that's yeah. a big help. <laughs> yeah, I agree. He's not a lock necessarily. So let's just move him out for now. He's no career Lillard for sure. And we'll go All to right. the next oh, one. For sure. Gian- Giannis. Oh, bigger yeah, hero. I don't I don't see how I don't see how you could I mean, yeah, there's narrative about his game maybe, but like every everyone loves the guy. There's no way he, he's won another MVP since we've ranked the list. He's he's a firm hero. And to one up that the next hero Definitely. is Jokic. I think he's even more of a yeah. since it's the time. Fun that he's like not just like hard basketball fans, but just like casual NBA followers and like people who like just like watch the games on Twitter. Everyone's falling in love with Jokic just because how goofy he is, like how how funny he is to just watch him play basketball. You never would think somebody who like looks and acts like that would just be like tearing oh, yeah. up the court, but he does. It's awesome. Right, I love that you brought that up just because I think the goofiness is just so like refreshing. So I think even though our our heroes, like who's I think a perennial hero, you know, there's perennial all stars. I think like the perennial hero for our lifetime. I don't see Steph like leaving the list just just for his attitude and things like that but even Steph he is so positive right he's always smiling he like loves his family and he looks like he's having a lot of fun out there we even compare like Pat Mahomes to Steph just for how much fun they have him on their uh, respective uh, places of play but what's so interesting about Jokic is he just looks like an everyman he looks like someone who just like picked up a ball and is like okay and is like just kind of figuring it out and like him coming into his own is really exciting for casual fans because it's like, wow, like this guy can do it. But particularly in the bubble, there was all that stuff about, you know, pictures of him when he was younger being released. Like he was a chunky kid. And like, I feel like that's really like cool to see someone with like an actual, like not typical, like all-star body type, like killing it. And he is really friendly. He has fun while he's out there and he's a unique player. His playing style is unique. Yeah, he's one of the most fun to watch for sure, I think, in the entire league. Set. All right. Um, let's let's move on. Now, I think we're past the locks at this point. The next three who are left are def- – well, one of them, let's start here. I think yeah. he's got to be off yeah. past Kelsey. Oh, move him. This was, <laughs> this was, again, after the finals, to be fair, which I think Definitely is not. fine, but no Absolutely longer not. a hero. He's just no, he's neutral. <laughs> Nobody yeah. He's not a villain. Really. He's not one of the ten biggest heroes for sure. Uh, two more interesting ones now. Devin Booker, before all, before his bubble run, before this year, we had him a hero. How do we feel now? So I was actually trying to pivot, and I was going to throw Chris Paul on the heroes list for our Suns rep. I guess in place of Booker. Okay. I can get behind that. I can get behind. All right, so can I just take that and run with it? I'll I'll cement that right now. If you're good with it, Steve, I really like CP3 there because his OKC run and like what he's done on the Suns is incredible. Can we swap? I, yeah, I, I, I want to go ahead and we're not there yet. I like Booker as a villain. Oh no! <laughs> no way! <laughs> How are you rooting? You you don't like? Uh, no, but I just feel like Booker embraces this attitude, man. Of like, doubt me. Let me go ahead and throw it in your face. I don't. To me, being a villain doesn't necessarily completely mean being like evil and mean spirited which i think booker can be um i think it's just i hope booker's listening <laughs> i think I, I think it's more about embracing that villainry booker likes to be doubted and likes to throw it back in people's faces that's a villain to me but i, I think he's too likable and readable i don't think that many people don't like him like can you if you had to compare him to a survivor villain yes you? he remi- all, right, oh, all right so on survivor season 20 
maybe. All right, I'll give you one. I'll give you one for season. Can I give you one for off of this? All right, everyone, everyone, buckle in. We're gonna do like a minute and a half on Survivor. (laughs) I think the perfect Survivor to compare him to is Jonathan Penner. What? But then um, I see a lot of Boston. I see. I see. I, I see a lot of what, Boston. What Robin are we? There. I I thought you were gonna say Boston Robin first. Jonathan Penner isn't really a villain though. Either. What he was on uh, Micronesia and Cook Islands a little bit. He was like Yule. I want the idol back, and I want to work with you. Come on, Yule. <laughs> but yeah, but if you're a fan of the show, you like Jonathan Penner, right? So, All like, right. I, don't, I just don't see it. But like, I I kind of do see what you're getting at. But I like the Boston Rob comparison better because he's really good, but he has a swag to him. Right. What he's doing kind of overpowers you. It. We'll, get to but we'll, we'll, yeah. we'll put him down there, maybe. But we'll Rob, you have any say on that? On Devin Booker? <laughs> yeah, not Boston uh, Rob, John Penner, just Devin Booker. I mean, I definitely could see how he's a hero, <laughs> especially after his run. He kind of like put the whole team on his back and like almost made them relevant. Yeah. But, um, I don't know if the Suns are like important enough where they need two reps, and I'd rather see Chris Paul personally. I do. Yeah, I agree. I think Chris Paul is a hero for sure. For OKC, and, truly. I like to... Yeah, and I like I, I like the narrative yeah. switch too because he was a villain before yeah. this. Um, pretty sure two years ago when he was with the Rockets, and because like, now exactly what he's happened. a hero. They traded him off the Rockets to the Thunder. Everyone thought his career was pretty much over, and that he was washed, and he tore it up again, got another deal, and now he's the most important player on the Phoenix Suns now. Like it. Two seed in the West, and I like I, I agree with that completely. So I'll, I'm good with adding him to the list. Big fan sure. of that one. All right, and our last one from last year is Donovan Mitchell. Uh, I think he's, I think I think he's. I don't think he's like a lock lock, but he's. I, he, I'm really comfortable with him staying personally. I agree. I don't know if he's necessarily a lock, but I think he's a more likable, rootable figure at this point than Kawhi. Luca, Luca's. I, I, I go too much over Luca any day of the week. You got to tell me. Clive. Me too. I, I just because I, I have personal reasons, but I love Donovan. So I mean, no, I, mean, I think that's, not to. that's fair. I think that it's everyone's rooting for everyone likes the Jazz, and Donovan's like the biggest, most important player in the Jazz. So, um, right, I'll put him at the highest above Luca. But we'll take a props to the Jazz for still holding strong at thirty-eight and twelve and having like the number one seed in the Western Conference. I really thought they were actually going to waver off. They're hold, they're holding strong, for sure. All right, so now we move on to the hardest part: is filling out our list. Okay. So we have five. We need five okay. more. Does yeah. anyone want to go first? So, pitching a new name. Um, I think that one of the saddest stories for the whole season has been what Carl Anthony Towns has had to deal with and just like having I mean oh, it's, it's well, yeah. tough to get serious fiends on everyone for a little bit but yeah, he he lost a lot of his family members to, to COVID and um he just finally and he got it himself and he's finally back and playing well and um he had like a big special moment the other day where he it was like the anniversary of his mom dying on Easter and his dad came over and gave him like a big hug and he's like this is what keeps me going so even it's it's kind of weird to say because this team's wow. but like I think he's still a hero and embodies like what has to happen in the NBA this whole season. One of I do you want to go first? I, I I can't say anymore. Adam, one of my heroes, really love okay. cat. So you guys are really gonna make me do it then because you just did like the sad oh. song story, but like as an NBA NBA player, he's not a hero at all. Like off the court, fine. He's like, kind of rough and great. tough on the court, yeah. But like, I don't think anybody likes him. Like on on the court wise, like that's my take. But it's hard to argue against the the story. Like it is the saddest thing ever, and I I loved Cat 
for going through all that and whatnot. But are we really like is he is he a bigger hero than Luca? I don't think so. I I think we I think for how much we work in narrative because we've given some people in the past a spot on this list for things way sillier than this. I think we really do work. What are the th- what are the three pillars of this? Like on court antics, narrative, and play, probably. I just yeah, I mean, there's a lot, a lot, a lot of things. Of we, so, some things you can't even describe. But I would say I would just say the narrative is that big. Where I'd, I'd say it's a must, and also there is something charming about an all star on a terrible team. But okay, so right now I pose you the question: He's more of a you think he's more of a hero than Luke? I I, I do. I I think also too. I think I think Cat's fun. I like like his social media presence is really fun. Like he's he's positive. He um he speaks a lot about. Not only did he endure this um extreme trauma, just not not to keep linger on it, but just because I think it adds in here. Truly, I think he keeps being an advocate for being safe, wearing a mask, for um doing things that are family oriented. He uh, is always posting about his family that's around still on his uh, social media. So I think that stuff comes into play for me and for my vote. Yeah, yeah, I'm, right. I'm with it. Confirmed. Yes. Well, not voted so. Right. Um, I'm gonna make a pitch now for someone because I think it's Sunday. really easy. Zion, I think he's for one sure. of the easiest heroes in the NBA. Yep. Honestly, no everyone in the world loves him. On a post, send him. And just a quick shout out. He was getting so much crap for his like weight and his image, and the fact that he just kind of put his head down. Not that he changed anything about himself, but that he's just owning who he is and rocking out. I love to see it. Big hero. He's just absolutely dominant. Yeah, that's that's uh, a nice he, one. He's, for sure. All right, can I pick, can I, can I pitch a weird All one? Right, so, so how many yep. spots are left? Uh, like two or three. Um, three spots left. I, I have a couple pitches, but here's I'm going to go ahead with a personal um, personal one that's really grown on me this year. It hit me recently the other day. I would really want to make a strong point here for DeMar DeRozan. Oh, don't stop! Stop doing this to me with these off the court deaths. It's no, like, no, 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 no! It's for uh, for a couple other things. Well, and for on on uh, court play, he's keeping the Spurs in the play in tournament. I don't. Yeah, but I don't think. Ugh, fine. I, I think we were. Yeah, I think we were like on mic recently on an episode, being like, "Wow, I can't believe Demar is keeping this like like fairly middling team relevant just for on court play." But he's one of the most boring people in the. NBA. He was, but now he's not because I think for his mental health advocacy, it's really awesome, Steve. Oh, I'm Steve, doing do it. This to me, like his dad died, I feel bad for the guy. He's feeling like, like hates on, good guys. You are a villain. God, what? <laughs> I feel so bad for him. I love him and it's Kyle not... Lowry. Like Kyle Lowry's a, a more of a hero than him. I disagree. I think I think Demar actually has more personality. I think Demar too. Again, not to just be like a doomer, but again, like him and Kobe and like things like that. Like how he was really cl- like close with him and how he um you know paid a lot of tribute to him. I mean, everyone did. So that would make everyone a hero. But removing that, I just think it's really impressive that he's been a vet. Yeah, how many? I feel like we need a strong vet on this list. Ugh. Um, I mean, I probably haven't thought thoughts? about Demar Derozan in like three years. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> that's that's what all I'm right. Saying. I'm okay. I'm like, okay. I'm okay. I'm okay. I wanted to give him a shout out. <laughs> no, definitely. Like, I love him. Love his dad. I can't. I will not allow him and cat. You guys can use one. I can't. Cat. <laughs> I can't. I shout out. This happens every year too. This so isn't new. There are people pitched. There are people that are not passed. <laughs> I'm always the one who's like has to do this about the deaths. So I hate good. that. But it's all right. 
Um, anyone else have a yeah, major pitch well, I think is like a Jimmy Butler? Let's talk about. It's funny because the dude was on the villains list probably last year. Yes. He's now yes. Come... Uh, let's see. He was not last year because that was the 76ers year where it was like a yeah. flip, but he was the year before. I think if we had a – we, we, which we should do in the offseason is a players to watch list from where they're going to go. He, yeah. would, he would have been number one because that was just an interesting turn on the Sixers. He, I, you, I don't need to give a mouthful about how much I love Jimmy and his play style and his like off-court just like style. All about him and all about the way he talks about heat culture specifically. Love that guy, and I love his Michelob Ultra yeah. ads. Big hero. And and just like him going all out all right. in the game, right. doing LeBron in that one finals game was that steals him as a hero. Oh yeah, is is that what gets him in the Hall of Fame? I love. Yeah, it could if he continues to yeah, play. Could be. That could like that photo of him like exhausted after getting the N one. That's like going to be in a museum. Yeah, I I really I love when people flip from hero to villain or villain to hero. So I'm all for that one for sure. How many spots um, left? Anyone How else who made one? They got one, two, three, four, five, six. We have two all more right. spots. We're moving. Um, all right, Steve, you ready for this one? Someone you like. Yep. Someone. It's okay. you got to put LeBron in there. I was actually thinking right. about it, and I think as much as I hate to say it, he's kind of turned. He got a lot more respect for Brent. actually coming to LA and like getting it done. And he, or if we're going to talk about last year a little bit to bleed into this year, because just for you know time purposes of. We've done this list. He ended up leading the league in assists last year. He added a new part to his game. And I just think he has been a good, good, good representation of the NBA for a lot of things that went down in the bubble. Not just for BLM, which I really thought he did, but also he was a good leader. There was moments where they were thinking about walking off and not playing anymore. And he did a really good job like putting his head down and uh, standing up as a leader for the league. Uh, yeah, I don't have a, I mean, I hate to, like, I kind of agree to you when I was thinking of people for, I'm like, are they going to do LeBron to me? And I'm not going to go against that for sure. Like, I think he's a more of a hero than Cat for sure. <laughs> um, but my, my thing is, uh, is he still have that, like, aura around him that people root against him? Or is that just, yeah. no, I think people I root think, for him. I think even more this year sure. too, because of the Nets. Yeah, hundred percent. All right. Add All it. Right. I hate 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 it, but it's, it's a special it time. Sure. He, he could leave. He could leave. leave. This is, I mean, this is his first time on the heroes list for yeah. sure. I mean, he's never, been, he's always been on villain or neutral. So, it. I'm a LeBron fan. I want to get that out um, there for the listeners. I like LeBron. <laughs> oh, it like well, absolutely have anyone else came you to pitch? say it, but I really think there's a chance Joel Embiid is a hero this year. I I don't, I don't think disagree. there's just a chance. I, I think he could be number one if we were it, to I just it. I I'm not a fan of him. On the court or off the court, he annoys me. But, like, see, now this is what we're getting into because now a guy like him might be left off the list because we have Cat on the list because his dad and family died. Just saying. Like, Joel Embiid is a bigger... Oh, I, I, I thought we had an open spot. Than Cat, for sure. <laughs> Uh, but like we're running there, I saw. All right, well, all right. Pitch. So let's like, all right, so hypothet- hypothetically, Joel makes Donovan, it and we're done. Pitch us. So you're telling Donovan's me the that cat's a bigger hero than Donovan? Donovan? No, we, oh, we, we have already on the list. We took them off. Uh, all right, well, all right, all right. So let's think Ooh. about it. On to the next one. Um. So are we locking in Embiid as a hero? Because I, I could argue he might be. A I think he's gonna be a lock. Because I think we all just love him though. Now, like, uh, is that the consensus around the league? 
like among fans. I right, picture it like this: so he could be what Jimmy Butler was last year on the Sixers, where it's like he'll turn into being like a fun-loving villain. I could do that for Joel. That's what I feel like. He's just like embodies like the coach. Like he's like the he's like the fun, random, wacky guy goes against everyone. But like he's still like a villain. Yeah. Like personality-wise, like he picks right. fights. He goes at people. Like I'm not saying he's a bad villain, but like I think he is like the epitome of like a anti. I don't think anti look up in Joel. He could, he could be a love to hate. Love That's to hate, what I'm I saying. Yeah, I mean, I mean, he's definitely in that. Okay, so right. I'm... There's always those types of villains for sure. All right, and but I think he's like, I, I, I'd be okay hero. with after talking about this long enough. I, I like I want to finalize and cast my vote as Joel as like a f- fun knows it embraces it villain. All right. Yeah, I agree for sure. All right, I have two more names I want to go over, and then we'll finalize the list. I want to pitch Lamelo Ball, even though he's. Um, you guys think that I any think reason he's a hero in the sense that he he fixed that franchise and made them interesting, but I don't think he has a personality enough yet to be classified as one of the top ten heroes in the league. I agree as well. I, agree. I, I think he's that. neutral. All right, uh, one more, John Moran. Um, any reason? Rookie, rookie of the year winner. It's it's interesting. I feel I I just don't feel like a, there's been a story or narrative centered around him enough. So where would uh, I'm gonna give you two people? You I'd have rather to pick one. Donovan. John Moran. I feel like Don taking uh, just the one seed in the West is. I agree. Very very prevalent. Uh, to to go ahead and completely push along my Donovan um, vote here again. To his duel with Jamal Murray was incredible. But yes. I agree. Donovan. All right. And, Rod, do you want to advocate I'm, for any of your Celtics? Because I was expecting Brown, one of those. Like what he, how much he's improved on and off the court, on the court and off the court. He's very vocal. Everyone in Boston is lucky to have him there. Um, but I don't know. I feel like there's just so much negativity surrounding this Celtics season that there should be no heroes and villains. Yeah. <laughs> I, I feel like, you want no representation. Yeah, they just don't deserve to be there. I don't need it. Yeah. And I don't know if I would even go with my team. I was thinking for a second about coming on tonight pitching Julius, but I still feel like he doesn't have enough yeah. personality. Love his play, but I, I want to see more personality. He I think does. He, almost... he was going at the refs lately. He was going at other players. That's what I'm I almost think he's like an anti-hero, like an Embiid type, but we can get into that later if we want. I don't think he's a hero. I agree. I'm... All right. So then the last question comes down to Luca versus Cat. I pitch Luca. I would think Luca is, but it's up to you guys. You guys we, outnumber me. What do you think? I I think Luca is more important. It's sad to say, I feel like Luca is more important to the NBA right now than Cat is. And but as and so as much as as sad as it is to say, yes, I think I'd rather see on it. But but at the like like Cat like I love Cat Cat. I'm so sorry for everything you've gone through. If you're listening, we're sorry. You're, if you're listening, we're so sorry. Sad. But I have to agree with both of you now yeah yes we look back on history and again too you have to take into consideration that there's a chance that luca goes off in the plane and in the playoffs and i just don't think that Cat's don't the worst think team will <laughs> love him to death but i think if we want to like line up with the history books and line up with really what's going on luca's luca's a hero here I, I do want to say before we, we move on, on this list we cat is carl anthony towns is one of my five favorite non-celtic players in the league. he's one of my favorites to watch. Can we just like for the first time just put I'll put an HM under the list on our right. mention and it'll just be it'll just it'll be Cat and Demar. I think just Cat. 
I'm fine yeah. with it. Just I think Cat should okay, like be the only one here because it's such a special person. Only one ever. We'll do we that. don't That's ever fine. do this That's for fair. everyone at home. There's never like um, honorable mention. You know, Starburst. Like we only we don't do honorable mentions for any form of heroes and villains. So all right, so does that lock us in for our heroes? <laughs> Rattle off the heroes for everyone listening at home, loud and clear. Okay. Again, not in any specific order. Our ten heroes, coached by Doc Rivers, are Steph Curry, Damian Lillard, Giannis. Jokic, Chris Paul, Luca, Zion, Jimmy Butler, LeBron. That team is so Mitchell, good. With an honorable mention to Cat. That's going to be the best team of heroes ever. I was going to say, after this, we're going to see who wins in a game, which is going to have to be the heroes because they're very good this year. Top into it. So, is that going to bring us to Coach of the Villains? So, Coach of the Villains, yeah. Um, we have to have a new one. Last Coach of the Villains. We always have a hard time with Coach of the Villains, I think. Our coach of the villains last one was Brett Brown of the 76ers, who is also just not a coach anymore. Um, so we definitely yeah. need a new one here. There's uh, no argument there. I think they would have a pitch. would make a solid villains coach. Even though Ooh. I, mean, I do too, I, I actually think he's yeah, one of the smarter like coaches in the league. Though. But as you know, like everything going on in Toronto, there's like a lot of been hazy stuff. There's conflict between the front office and Nick Nurse. The front office kind of wants to tank, and he doesn't. They're just like shitting guys. He, he's gotten into beef in the locker room with Pascal Siakam, like apparently like very tense and personal beef. I think that is a pretty intense kind of guy. Yikes. Okay. Do you have a pitch? I, I had a weird one and I'm not going to linger that. on. And I actually, Riley kind of did win me. Not that this is ever competitive, but it's just, um, I really like um, Nick Nurse being it, especially because Nick Nurse legit cheated a little bit in the bubble games against the Celtics because he stood at the like mm-hmm. under the hoop like to throw yeah. off a Celtics player. Does you guys remember that? It's like, to... yeah, yeah. But I like that. no, but that's very villainous. It's very, uh, it's very, it's very Mike. No, Tomlin. you're right. You're right. So Who's I like Nick who's, Nurse. Who's My weird guy? pitch was going to be Monty Williams. <laughs> I think Monty Williams has villain juice just because he's like I think a Joel. <laughs> I think he's like a Jimmy Butler type. Where he's like, what? you doubted us. Here we are. <laughs> Monty. All right. uh, I like Nurse better than that. But I'm gonna pitch. I'm gonna pitch someone that it's I think Monty. I, uh, I think Monty Monty Bull, the best the best player right. of all time. Um, I'm gonna pitch who I think is the villain that you guys haven't mentioned yet, and I think it embodies just this whole season and whole year in general, just because you like him as a player doesn't mean you like him as a coach. It's Steve Nash oh, wow. and the Brooklyn Brooklyn Nets coach. I think what everything they're doing in there, I just think it embodies what the – you root against them. You root against I, I've Brooklyn. I've been swung. If someone did not come with a hard pitch, I got to go Steve. I'm Steve. 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 Riley, do you – Riley, do you feel that, though? I'm going to push back. I feel like Nick Nurse still has a rootable factor. I like Nick Nurse. The only thing people are going to be able to digest if Brooklyn wins the title is everyone's going to be like, oh, good for Steve Nash. Like, the fact that he was a rookie coach, the fact that he was a rookie coach came in, Uh, everybody doubted him. Everyone thought he he sucked. And he's kind of already – he's right at the ship. He's made these all these egos together. I think that's a little bit helpful. I'm not saying he's a. I'm not saying he's a bad coach. I'm saying I don't want him to win in any I, circumstance. I just don't think he's like yeah, vocal and the entire year. Enough, like how Nick nurses. He. I don't. He's a little bit more timid and. I don't think. Well, like Nick Nurse, you root for him though. I don't know. That's tough. All right, we have John. You're the tiebreaker. Oh version. no, <laughs> man! I gotta think for history book's sake. I still think, even though. What I will, if the Brooklyn Nets do win the finals, what I will be happiest about is the man who used to torment my summers with fundamental videos, Steve Nash. 
I'll be happy for him, but I still think his association with that team makes him villainous. I he's he like cut he cut a soundbite recently where he's like like he's like a joking like we're the villains type of thing that I was like um really really kind of like cool to see if anything he's like an anti-hero type of villain where he is a hero but he's just he's around all this like just pure evil that he's just got to kind of embrace it in all some right. ways so I think I go Nash. Yeah, and like, I I do see what you're saying, Riley. I think Nick Nurse is like a nurse. good second option. But like, if that's the thing, I like Nurse, and it's like, how do I? I can't I can't feel it. You know, I think Steve Nash will be uh, like the the yeah. head of the season. It's yeah, just like fair. he just embodies the Nurse. I, 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 I get you know. I get coming from. But I like I like your idea for sure. All right, now this is where the irony comes in. I'm gonna I'm gonna give you five of villains from yeah. two years ago. Yeah, we got Kyrie. James Harden, Kevin Durant, Blake Griffin, and DeAndre Jordan. All current Nets who are now on so the I would most hated team all of the them. I think they what do we think about the those? Except those DeAndre Jordan because I don't think he's relevant enough. I, I guarantee we can find somebody to replace him. Agree completely. <laughs> Agree completely. I think Blake Griffin, maybe. If we can find better villains, maybe. But I think Blake Griffin is definitely better than Agreed, DeAndre Jordan. Agreed, easy, love it. All right. So we got four, uh, three right off the bat, uh, and we already talked about Embiid. He was a yeah. villain before this, and I think he's a different type of villain now, but still a villain. Arguably a captain. I, I know I just said arguably a hero, a captain of the heroes on this last list, but I've we've thought about it a different way. It's a collaborative, living, breathing document. Absolutely. Big time. Knows it, loves right. it, villain. Interesting one, because we're always a little biased about this one. Porzingis. Yeah, I don't he, think he's He's just kind of drifted. I think he's neutral. I, I think he's become, like so like hated to a point that it's almost like he has a Joel Embiid esque arc in him, where he's so hated and like said everyone's saying he's done that like he might have this come up and become one of these like heroes again. Never for me, I'll always hate his guts. Yeah, but I, agree. I don't think he's a villain this year necessarily. I just yeah, he's not even he's not even that important to his own team. Right. All right. Uh, we got Ben Simmons. Let's think about it. I don't know if he's like been a big enough personality, but definitely one to think about. He he's a villain to me. Just we we all don't like him. I think that's why he always ends up on this list. The same kind of dude for years. Yeah, true. And how he stole Donovan Mitchell's Rookie of the Year award too. That's that's why I always don't like him. I don't know. I don't know. Is he a lock for you guys though? Definitely not a lock. I think I think he's more of a villain than Blake Griffin. If we get down to it, right. I hate. Well, we'll see. We'll we'll, we'll talk later. Um, the last, the last. Oh, we have two. Oh, I was, uh, I was Dwight Howard. Gonna, I think he's. I was gonna pick the he's I don't know. Villain anymore. I was gonna say. I, I, he's being really villainous he on leads. the Sixers. He was picking some fights with dudes. He he's kind of just. He's kind of an foul. enforcer on the court. I love yeah. That. I don't. I almost <laughs> want to go lock. Um, my I I agree though. He is obviously a villain. I just don't know if he necessarily is one of the biggest villains. I agree. Like. Used to be, but just the fact that he's not really that relevant anymore is he a villain? You yeah. know, that's my only argument against it. Um, I say, yeah, that's I don't fine. Think he's a lot. I, I think say we if, put him in this other group. We don't though, have to like agree on this, but I definitely think there's open spots for sure. I think he's more than Ben Simmons, though. I think he's more than Absolutely. Ben Simmons. So I think he's like the highest right now. Absolutely. Um, last one, Anthony Davis. Mm, yeah. I- I, I think in the same sense that Joel, not so much, but I, feel I think like he's so. been missing the whole season. It's hard to say. Yeah, I uh, 
I think it's too. I think he's too neutral now too. After winning the championship, like everyone was happy for him. Um, yeah, I think. Yeah, it's, I agree. I think it's okay to take him off. I'm fine with it. I think it's a. Uh, I mean, I'm fine with it. I would have wanted to see him kind of be that anti uh, anti hero type of Joel villain, but he's just not been around that much this season with his injuries. Yeah, I agree. All right, so that leaves spots open. Does anyone have a pitch they want to make for a new player? I do. I volunteer as tribute for Zach Levine. <laughs> oh, I hate you. I hate I you. I want already. to go ahead and pitch, push pitch it. Me. I just think he's embracing it. I think he's uh, gotten upset on the court oftentimes. He looks upset to be a bull. He uh, he plays with some swag. He's very much embodies. We use this example before. I'll use it again. Kind of like a Boston Rob. He's deadly late game. He loves to win and shove it in your face. I think he's almost similar in a vein to the Devin Booker pitch you had. It's like the similar Both type villains of to me. guy. Similar. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I, not, I don't know how I feel. Right? I I spots you them, so. No, I mean, no, I, I think Probably I didn't have any, uh, you guys covered it. I mean, I don't words. know. He's, it's kind of a tough guy to to judge personally. Yeah. yeah. All right. I'll we'll put him in the maybes, but. Right now, um, there are lots of spots open. Does anyone else like have someone on a pitch? Or what? But I think Rudy Gobert is still an NBA villain. Oh, I was going to pitch him, sure. I think, I think he's always going to have that. He's going to be in every single documentary, not just about sports and the pandemic, but about the pandemic. So, I mean, it's he's really turned it around and, like, has come out about weird no means, like, saying that he's a bad person, but it's just hard not to associate him with with the start of all, a lot of these things and how he initially handled it. So also, I just want to put that over lock, on the floor about like certain things. He, he's just kind of, I don't know. He, he has a very off-putting presence that like a lot of people, everyone in the league clearly doesn't like him. So like, it is like a real thing. And the COVID thing is definitely not his fault because like, I mean, millions and millions and millions of people have got, have got it. So like, no, it was good to have it all, but, but like, I, I understand like, yeah, I think he just has kind of. If anything, he brought more awareness to it. Just kind of a Good jerk work. on the floor. People don't really love hanging out with him. I, I think he's a villain. Yeah, I agree completely. Anyone else? I'll make. I'm going to put him pitch. on the list. Um, I think he's a villain. How do people sure. feel about Trey yeah. Young? Ma- major villain. He's well, complaining. Go. He's going out there and doing things we don't like, like going ahead and shooting his hands into a foul. He's hitting that clear flop. And I, he just looks like he would do villainous things off the court. Not to make accusations. I feel like yeah. he would like cheat at Monopoly. I agree completely. And as our, as our good friend Tobias would say, it's, you're not playing if you're not cheating. But <laughs> um, it's, it, I just don't like the way Trey Young plays. And I like Trey Young. Like, it's weird. Like, I still like, do like him. But I think he just embodies what we have. Absolutely. What made, us, what made us put James Harden on the list last year, he's been on the years before as a villain, was we didn't like his play style in in Houston, where he would he just was constantly the most used player, touching the ball, just chucking up shit. Now it, he's and now he's kind of lost that in Brooklyn, and Trey Young's kind of taken Drawing that mantle from him. Yeah. I mean, Luca does it too, but it's way more prominent in Trey Young's game, in my personal opinion. Right. You know, who does it a lot too, which like doesn't bug me, but like I'm hoping it never does. Is Emmanuel quickly? He loves to do it, and I don't like that. That's the thing he likes to do, but. I think That's if Quickly kept up his, uh, his juice and kind of lost that attitude, it could be him going for Rookie of the Year, but I think it's almost uh, unanimously going to be Anthony Edwards now. Who I also like think is like type of a kind of – He's villain, awesome. I don't know. Just 
he's a fun villain. If he he's is, a fiend. Villain, but I don't want to pitch him. Yeah, he is a fiend. That's a good word for him. Um, anyone have oh, something I else they want to pitch? I got some. I'm always thinking about... We mentioned him earlier. I really want to go for it. And I think I think there's a lot of people who embrace their villainry this year. Paul George. Oh, yeah. We already kind of talked about him for sure. I... I I think he's kind of yeah. finally started to embrace it a little bit, which is good for him. I think it's really important for him completely. Nope. No, I think I think it's totally fair. Any any reason not to, Riley? Um, I feel – let me know if – Anyone you want to pitch now? just irrelevant, but legacy-wise, I feel like Pat Beverly is still a pretty prominent villain. He may not be as prominent on the Clippers, but when you – I think he was the main reason that everyone turned on that Clippers team in the bubble. You know what I mean? With him and Marcus Moore, like, just joking around with Lord Shaw, right. like they were like talking trash with Steph. Like you guys had you, Steph, I was like you had the last five years, the next five are mine, shit like that. I feel like he, even though he's not as relevant on the right. team anymore, he's a reason that he's like the rally guy for the Clippers, and so either love him or hate him. And he he's also somebody who he's also somebody who embraces it and like knows that's his role on the team is to like be the villain. See now, I could picture this. Coming down to, I'm going to give Pat you two Bev, names. But Who's I, a bigger villain? Dwight Howard Pat or Bev, Pat yeah. Bev? I, I actually, well, I, I do agree. want Dwight to potentially stay. I'll fight for Dwight over other guys. Yeah. Okay. So why don't we why don't we put him in that little How many spots maybe we have category left, for now? Uh, we have three left. We have seven locks. We have four. We have four. Uh, All right. Well, we my last big guys pitch, my last big push of the night's got to be this. I think the three spots left all belong to guys who have spots in the Brooklyn Nets. Uh, well, Kyrie Irving, Kevin Durant, James Harden. Oh, we already, yeah. no, we already did them. <laughs> oh, they were they were already locked. Yeah. They were the easiest one. Okay. Yeah, they were. Okay. The, they were well, the double it up. We did. <laughs> I, I agree. They deserve two spots. But what, how about Lamarcus Aldridge? I don't know if I want. To, I don't know if he. Needs I think it. he just stinks. I, I think if we picked one, it would be Blake. Let's Blake think about Blake. Kind of yeah, he did a little bit more. Um, yeah. Um, any maybe more you want to pitch? On I have the one off the court. I kind of want to make a case for it. Brandon Ingram frustrates me to the end of ends of the earth. And yeah. oh. See, I, that's also just an. Awesome We've never been an Ingram like people. Ingram. I think I also I liked him when he came into the league, and he just flat out hasn't been the player I want him to be, which sounds really just kind of ugly of me not to be happy for someone where they're at. But he doesn't fit on that team. I'm cool with it. Um, I I don't I I I see where you guys are both coming from. I just think there's better. Who do you have to pick? better guys for that? If it was a if it was a villains of who we don't like the most, maybe. But if we're trying to embody the whole NBA yeah. here. I think he has a general. He yeah. was the most improved player last year. Like everyone loves him for some reason. So we'll think about it. Um, I'll pitch John's favorite player. How do we feel about no Russell Westbrook? <laughs> I want. I'm. I know you're definitely not going to say that. But my reasoning is just is I've turned on him completely. What? I don't root for him I anymore. Like I don't know if Ryan you're the same way. I'm curious what you feel about Westbrook. Just like like the discourse. I don't know. I'm, yeah. I'm just like, I really haven't thought about him. Really. I'm just tired of his antics. It's kind of sad that he's like, dude, it's kind of sad that he's a Hall of Famer future MVP. He's neutral, like, man. Just no one cares. I I, I agree. He's We won't put him on this list. But I do see a villainous arc. He could have one coming. I wouldn't be surprised if he just turned I think put him right on top of the players to watch for next year. Because he could just get bounced around to another team yeah, and just sure. be pissed. Yeah. All right, but uh, I guess that I'm out of new names, so I guess does anyone else have no. anyone new they want to bring up? I feel good. I, I there's really no one else standing out as I'm looking at the standings. Um, no, I feel like Riley. Anyone I feel, else? Yeah, I feel like Myers Lin- Myers Leonard. Oh wow! I mean, I don't know. Maybe for history's oh, you, sake, yeah. <laughs> yeah, 
he can just put him in. Dishonorable yeah. mention. He's, dishonorable. he's the he's the cat. Dishonorable he's the mention. Cat of this list. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um. Yeah, I am out of options as well. So let's go and to our list here. So we have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Wait, sorry, one, two, three. Four. Yep, seven. So we have three spots left between these six: Pat Bev, Dwight Howard. Ben Simmons, Blake Griffin, Devin Booker, and Zach Levine. I think personally that um, yeah, I think Booker and Levine are too neutral for this. I think it comes down to those other what four. Really quick, Pat Bev, Dwight Howard, Ben. Yeah, Simmons, I'll, Blake I'll, I'll see some of those four. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think Booker and Brandon Ingram kind of too. I think too neutral. Can I, can I make a push really quick on those four? Yeah, they hang out in the middle. Yeah. There's a Venn uh, diagram. Why not? Why not write that down? Booker, Levine, and Ingram in the Venn diagram. I like that. Um, <laughs> yeah, my push was just officially? to make sure that we get Blake on there because the Nets really became a huge like media villain of like, is this too much? Too many All Stars when they signed him in that buyout. I think it's got to be Blake in there. Yeah, I think I agree. Good. Which is yeah, funny, for sure. like, that he should get, be like, a villain. They, they really didn't get that much better, but it's just like the principle of the whole thing. It just really ticked everybody off. I agree. Um, so I guess we got okay. two spots. I think for I three think people. Pad. Pat Beverly. How do we feel? And Dwight Howard both should be on the list. I think they're. I think if I take out my personal yeah. biases, I'd agree. Because I don't think that many people. Hate I think he's like, actually think he's had a year us. where a lot of people, especially like, wow, he's finally like playing up to his strengths, really like dishing the ball out, playing on defense, leading the uh, fast break. He's kind of playing as the best he could be. So I kind of want to leave Ben off this year, throw him in neutral, and I want to go ahead and add some other guys on there. I agree. All right. So wow, officially. Our 10 villains are coached by Steve Nash and the Brooklyn Nets starting four of Kyrie, James Harden, Kevin Durant, and Blake Griffin all made it with Rudy Gobert, Trey Young, Paul George, Pat Bev, and Dwight Howard. I love it. Wow, we did it, guys. We did it. With an honorable mention. This was a blast. Everyone, thanks for hanging in there for this full list. It's hefty, but it's a blast. Oh, for sure. Now, last order of business, who wins the game between the two teams? <laughs> One, it has to be the heroes, right? The heroes would just, like, get along. I feel like they'd like go off drinks after. Beverly off the bench. That team is losing. Yeah. They have the only non-All-Stars. Yes. <laughs> yeah. One of the, one of the teams is just going to be the Nets. It's pretty much the Nets. I think one through ten, I think all the heroes were All-Stars this year. I think this is the best heroes list we've ever formed. In terms of also, talent, I think in terms sure. of heroes, like a lot of the, there's a lot of heroes right now. It was harder to form the villains this year. It's interesting. Well, that's it, guys. That is our list, and I can't believe it. But I think the best thing to do, everyone, and if you two are comfortable with it, I hope I'm not bulldozing here. But I think we're gonna leave everyone on our first ever hoop fiends cliffhanger. I think we're gonna have to hold off on this yeah. game for next episode. I I think we have to. This we I'm went to depth, depth, you know, this very is pretty much did. an average hoop fiend's length. But if we tacked on this game, I think people are gonna just be angry with the hoop fiends. <laughs> if anything, so. But how about Kevin Klein? Kevin, have if you're here, man, like minutes. thanks for sticking with us. But we don't want to torture you this bad, Mister Morgan. Kevin, we can't do it to you. So how about this? How about a little <laughs> preview of the questions? Just to get everyone excited. So I think we should stick with the same theme because it's a good theme. We're gonna do. Best player versus player feud currently in the NBA, and then the best of all time player versus press. And then the third and final question will be what pair of brothers has a sibling that is most disappointed in how their career has gone? And it will be Jesus. me facing off against 
All right. Everyone get a hype for it. Maybe we'll release some <laughs> press photos. And I think it would be actually a really good thing. Steve, how about this as our uh, little social media manager? You want to pump out our uh, Heroes and Villains list on Instagram and Twitter this weekend? And that'd be a blast. Oh, Do a little photo sure. countdown. So uh, lead up to it. Get people who were. I'm sorry. I don't want to find anyone stupid enough to miss this episode. People go ahead and release them one at a time. Guys, you got to start listening. It's we're, we're getting good at this. Well, one of these days, it's going to be, it's gonna be a thing. Everyone check it out. Uh, we're having a blast. Thank you both a lot for joining me this week. We're uh, pretty much in a good groove of recording and releasing weekly now. We're caught up. We got all of our episodes out. Um, be on the lookout for an interview coming sometime next week with the Instagram account Peach Baskets. If you follow Peach Baskets, um, you're following a great account. We're really excited and proud to present the first Hoop Fiends interview. So be on the lookout for that. And then after that, we're going to be getting back on our schedule and leading off with that game with those questions. So that good, closes good us out. I had a great time. Thanks for joining me, guys. Uh, great anytime. talking to you guys. We're always going to be here to break it down. Everyone, keep hanging out there. Keep listening. It's been a blast to make content for anyone listening and just to do this for ourselves. I'm loving it. Go ahead and, Steve, really quick, plug us on Twitter and Instagram. What are the handles? Uh, both of them. You can follow us at, at Pod. It's capital H, capital F. Capital we're there. Page. We're just Hoop starting. We, um, but we're now, we're honestly proud. I'm proud of the Instagram and Twitter. We're all doing a bang-up job. I'm having a good time. If you're hanging with us, keep hanging. We're always looking for new viewers. We're looking to have a lot of fun. I highly encourage you guys just to get involved on the Instagram and Twitter. We're going to go back with you guys. We're in this journey together. Everyone, appreciate it. Keep fiending out there. Have a great, great week ahead, guys. And we'll check you out next time on The Hoop Fiends.